Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sanyin Podcast. Today I'm joined by an amazing guest, um, person I personally look up to when it comes to the area of fitness and nutrition here in China. His name is Christian and wow, I can't explain the joy that I have. Um, Christian, you're welcome to the podcast. nice to be here i'm even more excited to be actually be invited i feel like i'm as excited as you are right now super excited to see what we are going to be talking about so yeah let's make it happen okay um first questions first i know everyone sees sees the work you're doing on your i don't know on many platforms but um who is christian how would you describe yourself? Um, Christian is a guy that comes from an island that people confuse with the cartoon, which is Madagascar. Um, Christian is, uh, I would say, how do I describe myself? I think I, I don't really take my, myself too seriously. Um, but like, if there's any other areas of moments where I get serious, it's when it comes to work, when it comes to fitness. I'm passionate about fitness. I'm passionate about nutrition. Um, I also like uh, helping people. You know, I'm all about giving back. I'm all about empowering others. Um, so I would say I'm quite an easygoing person. Like I really love to, you know, like have that positive impact on people, help to brighten somebody else's day. That's how I would say I am. Uh, not nothing too special. I'm a guy who likes being in my bubble when I'm on, when I'm not out there coaching people. I like to just chill at home. I'm quite boring to be honest. I don't have many special <laughs> things to do. Um, I wake up, I wake out, I work, and I rest. Like that's literally how I would describe myself the whole time. Um, if you're looking for if, for fun with me, you might not get it. That that's how I would make I'll make it super short. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, I would say like the quick description that would come in my head right now if you're asking me. As I'm saying, you're one of the people I look up to when it comes to fitness and nutrition here in China. And I just want to ask, um, what made you start? What was that push? And what's your passion behind fitness and nutrition? Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. Oh, it goes back to 10 years ago, man. Ten, less than 10 years ago. I think I was, I currently am 28. I started to work out when I was 17. So yeah, almost 10 years. It started because of a breakup. Um, I was we. I was in what I would, you know, categorize and call a serious relationship back in the time. And then it just ended in quite an aggressive way. So um i was basically down man. i was just depressed um just kind of like losing some sense some sort of you know purpose and stuff because that would have been the first time that i actually like really gave importance to somebody right so kind of hit me in a very hard way right and um so i was just sad depressed i was like okay i'm not worth shit anymore i don't know what to do with my life and then there's this one day where I just came across a video clip of Trey Songs. I'm not sure if you've heard about him. It's just, it's an American artist. Yeah. Um, the song was, I'm not really sure about the title of the song, but it was a video clip in which he was working out. And I was like, he looks great. I want to be like that. This is kind of inspiring. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get like him. I'm going to work out so I can become like him. And 
so that my ex misses me. Like that was the initial purpose. I was like, I just wanted to make my ex miss me, um, which is super stupid. Anyone listening to this, you do not make somebody the reason for you to start a fitness journey. Don't do, <laughs> don't do that. Um, so yeah, so uh, I started to work out. I started to get a gym membership. I would go every day because I was just there was just that rage that I used, man. Like there was just that rage and that sadness. I was like, every time I was in there, I was like, this is for you. I'm going to like elevate myself so that you can see how I transform and you'll want to come back to me and I won't be going back to you. Like that was the drive. And then with time, you just start to like actually evolve. Your physique start to change. You start to look like you are actually lifting the weights. And from there on, I also fell in love with the theory of fitness. Like I fell in love with the science behind it. Like I was looking for ways to understand better how to train, how to eat, how to, you know, basically manipulate those um, criteria about the, you know, fitness, working out and diet and stuff. And then that's also where I started to, I had the Facebook back in, uh, back in the day and I was already sharing my workouts and sharing what I know. Okay. And people, obviously people would see me changing and they would be like, what are you doing? What have you been up to? And I would just tell them, I'm like, okay, I've been going to the gym. I do this on Monday, this on Tuesday, this on Wednesday. And I really found joy in that aspect, that aspect where I got to share what I did and knowing that it could help somebody else. And that's where we all started, really. I feel like my passion to help and to educate people started like back in the day, like 10 to nine years ago, when I was having those conversations where I was sharing my knowledge and my a little bit of expertise, which was still, which was nothing really. I did not know much, but I was really having that eager to help people know better, um, which is then, which have then gotten me to learn and to learn to learn more. And then from there, it was just a whole process of always looking to help people, looking to share what I know with people, which uh, then when I came to China in 2017, I decided to take it a step further. Um, I started by taking over the whole fitness department of my university first. Like I was trying to like just become like a voice, just become an icon of fitness. So I remember we would like create a group chat with some other international students of my dorm. And I would be like, hey guys, come work out with me group class in the gym of the dorm, group class at the playground, uh, the running track of the dorm, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, it's just, it was just about like accumulating the momentum of looking for ways to train, help people, help people. And I would say the, the, the passion just kept growing, right? Like I was just finding more momentum and more momentum. And I was like, you know what? Let me just make this a career. So... Uh, yeah, so this is where we are right now. It is currently what I do full time. Um, and uh, yeah, if we ask and if we look at where it all started, it started with a breakup. So I would say that I should actually be grateful to my ex somehow right? because she put me on this path. Um, and yeah, fun fact is that I can't believe really forgot about her. I feel like after one year in working out, like it has the whole fitness thing have just became way much more bigger than her. Like it was all about improving my mental health, becoming better for the people around me, looking for ways to help people. And which I really think is, have been a very important drive. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to ask a, a simple question, but I'd want it from you is um, mm-hmm. why should we work out? 
why mm. what's the why in the fitness um well everybody have their reasons right um so like for me like just as i said right it started because i was looking for ways to elevate myself and to like improve my confidence and to basically feel better um other reasons why you want to work out is because well there's many benefits that you can get from it from a inner health perspective the fact of working out you don't have to necessarily work out one hour a day every day right you don't have to go under the weights and push all of that heavy heavy stuff you just need to sweat like the whole fact of sweating already creates some reactions inside your body which gets your body to release a hormone of well-being right which then gets you to just feel good you know like you know how people always complain when they need to work out but then when they finish the workout they feel great um that's not a coincidence that's just because whenever you put yourself through some kind of like intense activity your body responds to that and reacts to that by providing you this well-being so i would say well-being is one thing um improving your self-confidence is one thing um mm. having you know like have been being physically fit always helps too um i actually told this story on my social media about how how i got robbed one day and that I know that if I had not some certain level of fitness to kind of like fight back with those people, I might have kind of had more damage. I'm not saying that being fit makes you a person that knows how to fight, but having some sort of strength, you know, like some sort of strength, knowing that you can kind of like uh, be explosive, like it really kind of helps can save your life. So many reasons um, you can go to the gym because maybe you're old and that you realize that you need to keep your bones strong. You can go to the gym because maybe you do some sort of sports and you realize that you need to improve your skill set in order for you to mm -hmm. become excellent in the sport. You can go work out because uh, what else? Because of competition, because somebody told you that you cannot do it. There's a lot of reasons. I really think it depends on each and every one. Um, you might have a uh, reason that somebody else might not have, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But there's always a good reason, really. Okay, and um, as you said, yours, um, your reason to work out started from a breakup. Now, I want to ask: um, Is there a correlation between fitness and mental health, and how can we exploit that? Yeah. Uh, well, first, without digging too deep, right? When you start to improve your body, when you start to improve your skill set, when you start to grow stronger overall from inside, you don't necessarily need to like already look super jacked. You just need to start doing a little bit and to start feeling those benefits. And those things really work a lot on your confidence. Um, you like when you go for a workout session and when you walk out of there, you feel like you're untouchable, right? You feel like, yes, this is like, I'm the person, I'm the guy. Um, so without digging deeper, that's, all, that's already what it does in terms of mental health. So now imagine if you cultivate the consistency of always doing that once, uh, once a day, twice a week, three three times a week, et cetera, et cetera, it's going to slowly accumulate and just kind of end up kind of uh, creating a whole mindset in your mind that gets you to believe, yes, I'm strong, okay? Like, without digging deeper, right? And then when, if you want to, like, really go between uh, and look at the correlation of working out and mental health, um, again, going back to what I've mentioned, there's something that happens when you put your body through a workout, which is your central nervous system reacts to that workout. Your central nervous system knows that you are doing something stressful, uh, a workout is a stressor, technically. So 
there is tons of hormones that our central that our body starts to create. There's gonna be a hormone of stress, there's gonna be a hormone of growth, and then there's gonna be a hormone of well-being. So the fact of actually working out gets us into a state of well-being, which obviously after that gets us to feel mentally good and physically good, right? Um, that's that, that's just for fitness, just for, that's just for workout. But now when you look at dieting and food in itself, there are food that have a positive impact on our brain, on our emotions, on our abilities to think, and there are food that have a less less better, less good impact on those, um, such as junk food, for example. They are super palatable, but they might not necessarily give your brain or your overall body the energy that it needs so that it can become optimal. So what happens when your body does not have that necessarily fuel is that it becomes less efficient, which then gets you into a negative cycle of less efficient, less efficient, less efficient, which then gets you to have those bad effects on your mental health. But then when you start to eat the right thing, um, there's this thing that we call the gut brain access which basically means that your stomach is connected to your brain so whatever you eat something that actually makes your body feel good whenever you eat something that is gut friendly this is why we insist on veggies in terms of that because that's what veggies do so when you eat those things your brain sends those things and your brain starts to like get into some sort of like it's something that, that i grew to call the green zone where it just feels good and it just is motivated and stimulated to do more things that is going to make it feel good. So I believe there's a lot of correlation uh, between mm. fitness, mm. workouts, and mental health, as well as habit in general. Like if you put fitness and diet aside, habits have as much impact as uh, the two first ones because um, just look at people who sleep early versus people that sleep late. You know that when you sleep late the next day, you are very likely to have a long, slow, stressful day. And what that's going to do is it's going to make you feel tired. When you feel tired, you start to go hard on caffeine. Uh, when you go hard on caffeine, you get into a state of overstressed. When you're overstressed, you start to smoke. We start to drink, which then turns into a cycle, right? But when you sleep early, you feel good the next day. You feel like nobody can get on your nerves. You are willing to do more work because you get energy. You are willing to make healthy choices because you know the impact it's going to have. So um, there's a lot of uh, things that result just in the fact of sleeping. So now when you put all of that together, um, kind of put setting, improving your whole environment in terms of training, nutrition and habit definitely have those impact on your mental health because whenever you do the right thing for your body, your body just starts to grow into that. So there's a lot of uh, benefits for sure. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Um, so I want to ask, um, how did you now fully go professional with your mm. coaching time or, or mm -hmm. career here in China? You mean? Yeah, the process of you um, leaving what you're yeah. doing and then focusing on your career. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a good question because I was not supposed to become a coach at all. <laughs> I initially came to China for an MBA. Okay. Like it was a master in business administration. So I was supposed to do that and it lasted two years. Okay. And then uh, again, like on the side of everything that I was doing, right? Studies and whatever, I was always like kind of like branding myself. Like I was active on social media ever since, just kind of sharing some 
not so useless, not so useful stuff, but I was already that I was already that fitness guy, right? On Instagram and on Facebook and WeChat and stuff. And yeah. I was still looking for ways to just push myself. Um, I remember in the dorm back in the uh, back in back then, I would be coaching students for free. I would just tell them, "Hey, come to come with me. If you're on a train, I'm just gonna give you a train." And then, writing that process uh, again because of the whole fact that I was also active on social media, I was always sharing what I was doing. Um, which then have gotten a friend of mine to kind of notice me. And that friend of mine it was actually a member of a gym. And then he was like, hey, we like what you're doing. Would you like to give us a try? And I was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. And then that's how I started to work part-time with, uh, with them while I was finishing my master's at the same time. So part that's how part-time work uh, started. And then I graduated from my master's. Um, then, uh, obviously my mom told me, yeah, go for another degree. So I applied for a PhD and then I started a PhD, but at the same time, I was still doing all of my part-time things. Right. Um, I was trying to coach people on my own. I was trying to just, I was always pushing the thing. Right. And then COVID happened. COVID happened COVID-19 in 2019. Right. And, uh, so my part-time job stopped part-time at the gym stopped and obviously I think we all know how financially challenging COVID was for all of us so that was a moment where I had to push even more okay like I had to like really look for some a way to uh you know kind of bring me back to life if that makes sense in terms of money because at the same time because of COVID we all switched and also merged to online learning which was definitely not helpful at all for me because a PhD required me to like really be hand in hand in person with my supervisor. So I was like, I cannot put up, put up with this anymore. Like this is getting hard. While I also had to keep making money, feeding my mouth, paying rent, etc., cetera, et cetera, because at the time I left the dorm, right? Because like there was all this rule about how the dorm was getting locked during COVID and that if you went out, yeah. you could not come back. You're right, you, you, I think you, you've also had those things. So I was like, yeah, 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 you yeah true. true. Out of here. And it's like, there's just an accumulation of many things. And then this is the moments where you feel like God is just watching you, right? Um, during the whole drama, during the whole, you know, looking for work, putting, putting up with studies, etc., et there is this gym that I that discovered me and that have started to work with me and they said hey we like you we want you to come with us full-time and I was like what you mean by full-time are you gonna give me a visa because I was on a student visa first right yeah, then yeah. They said, they said, yeah and they said yes we're gonna make it happen and then I was like okay but I'm still I have those things going on uh, I'm doing my own stuff I would wish to still be able to do that. And then they were like, it's okay. You're going to have the freedom of doing what you want. Um, we just want you to be with us. Like that was the thing. So it was actually a blessing because they have basically sponsored me and basically like allowed me to like get that visa while still being able to do my thing. Wow. If it was any other companies, I would have just been stuck there my whole life with them every day and would have had to push uh, to put aside my, my thing. So we made it happen. We did the switch. Uh, I dropped out of my PhD. I was like, yep, fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> I was like, I cannot keep going with this. It's uh, I, I wish, right? I wish I could have been able to stick with it because 
being called a doctor is something, right? I was in my second year and I was like, it's just, it was a hard decision. It doesn't seem like it when I talk about it, but uh, I had to sit my parents down. I had to tell them, hey, look, uh, look what I do uh, in terms of part-time. Look what I'm able to do. I'm able to feed myself, et cetera, et cetera. I want you guys to bless me. I cannot study anymore, but that does not mean that I'm going to fail my life. So it was a very long and hard conversation. And obviously, uh, traditional parents, uh, mm-hmm. they want to protect you. They believe that studying is the best thing that could ever happen. So it was really hard for my parents, but that's one thing that I'm really grateful for them. It's like they always give me that freedom of just, okay, go explore, go explore, do it. So we made it happen. And now I'm full-time with the gym. It's called JPEG Boxing, JPEG. Um, and I just go there. Like I have a couple of classes there during the week. But I most of the time I'm home. I, I'm at home working on my laptop, pushing my thing, and just uh, working on my business. So I would say um, I currently am working seventy percent for myself. Like everything that I do is like really me from me to clients. I got a customer base that I coach online in terms of nutrition. Um, I help them, you know, set up systems to help them for weight loss, to create work-life balance, optimize their metabolism, and basically just, you know, create food freedom so that they can lose weight without necessarily having to do all the diets and the cardio and stuff. That's what I do at 70%. And then the 30% is just me doing my part-time, going to the gyms, doing group classes and stuff. So, yeah, that was the story. Um, Started off at the dorm, and then I was like, Let's make it happen full time. So here I am today. Amazing, amazing. You know, and and knowing you, I mean, watching your content, it looks like you have scaled up because I haven't seen anyone in China who is so consistent with their videos, with their advice, with their, you know, with what you're doing. I really love that. So I'm happy that you took that decision because without it, wouldn't have known you. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. It's, it's all about making that job sometimes. When you feel it in your gut, you just got to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so all your, um, your coaching sessions are online, right? Mm-hmm. Like your coaching ses- sessions, all of them are online based. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I would say I do hybrids, which means I coach online, but at the same time, depending on the schedule, location, and uh, if it is really needed, I also meet up with some clients for our online sessions uh, from time to time. But most of the time, it's really online. Like, I would uh, have calls like these where I just, you know, like talk to them and I ask them about how they're their week went, what are they struggling with, what do we need to work on, and then I just give them what we call a prescription, which is basically a set of tasks that we're going to have to work for the next uh, week, like, hey, how about you hit this certain goal of veggies, how about you hit this certain goal of uh, carbs, etc., etc., and then we do that on a weekly basis, and the goal is to just build up a system, just build up a whole system that uh we have been able to implement slowly because i work mostly with busy people like i love helping the overwhelmed individual so we make slow changes on a weekly basis with the aim to pretty much after weeks or months have something completely different and healthy 
that's going to allow them afterwards to just become the best version of themselves. So uh, online and hybrid, online in person, but mostly online, I would say. I'm, I'm on my laptop almost the whole day. Okay, okay. Um, so how does someone access you and, and get to join your coaching program? Um, well, it's uh, there, there's my social media platforms first. So usually people text me from there um, and they pretty much just inquire and I just ask them about their goals. I just ask them like, okay, what you want to do? What have you been doing before? Uh, which area do we struggle with? And then I try to like just formulate a strategy. I'm like, okay, this is what we could do. This is what we could do. Does this sound good? And then, yeah, they could, they could help. Okay, so like uh, we could get started, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but... I'm not sure if I can type anything here, but I feel I think you're gonna you can if really my yeah, social media sure. what we need. Uh, I think you can always like at me, right? You can always tag me um, if uh, if that's really needed. But that's how people can reach me most of the uh, most times. Just about hitting the social media page and just sending me a message. Okay. Um, another question is um, I'm intrigued to know is. Um, what has been your highlight so far in your coaching journey? The success story that you'd want to share with us. So oh, man, there's been, there's been a lot, man. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, the, that's the beauty about coaching, I would say, because it's it's like everybody that comes to me always have a story. Like there's always some sort of pain that they want to get rid of. It's never – that's one thing that I've realized with coaching is that it's never just about weight loss. It's never just about looking fit. There's always something deeper. So um, whenever I get people coming to me in my program, like we always get to discover those pains. And then after six months, we realize, wow, we completely changed. So there's been a lot, but I would say a very recent one was, uh, her name is Zoe. She's from South Africa. Um, and I think she's actually highlighted on my WeChat as well as Instagram social media social media page at the moment. She recently had uh, she came to me with a background of eating disorder, uh, eating disorder. She was just she really had a very bad relationship with food. She was not happy in her skin. She had some extra weight to lose. And uh, when she, when we first started, she told me we need to really go easy on this thing. Uh, I don't want to fall back in eating disorder anymore because she was currently working with a therapist to kind of like deal with all of the symptoms and the triggers and stuff. So it was a very delicate process because anything that we have implemented could have gotten her to obsess again about food, right? Because the coaching that I do is heavily focused on nutrition, right? It's really about building that awareness around the food, teaching you the choices that you need to make, um, counting calories, like learning about how much you're getting. So it was really delicate with her. But she, I think she trusted the process, right? It's something I'm really, I'm really grateful for her. She also trusted me. Uh, we had some a very good collaboration and also very good connection. And uh, with time, man, it's, 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 she just completely transformed like he, she she only worked with me for six months and then she she stopped because she she left china she went back to south africa and uh the time zone is just too hard for us to catch up with each other and then one day she texts me out of nowhere and she's like hey coach i've kept on applying your advices and it's crazy but i feel like i'm losing weight without even trying i have food freedom i don't fear food anymore and she sent me a picture of herself and it just made me smile. I was like, this is crazy. Um, the picture is up on my um, 
social media pages, it, it's actually pinned because I really just want to put it there so that it can inspire anybody, anyone watching. Uh, that's one of the most successful stories recently, very recently. Um, if I have to go back in time, like there's always been a very interesting history um, like each year, but I would say that's the most recent one. Um, it's somebody who came from a background of eating disorder, who completely overcame everything and who now is able to eat pasta without feeling guilt about eating that pasta and while still losing weight while eating that pasta. So it's she, she's winning. She's crushing it. Oh, wow, wow, wow. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Um, so, you know, we're here in China and there's a lot of, um, if I'm to say, junk food around. It's easy. Easy to get it. Um, how does someone keep track of their nutrition in, a, in, a, in an environment where there's a lot of other foods that may not be quite healthy for you? Mm, that's a good question. I think, uh, like, usually, this, this actually a conversation that I always have. Uh, people always love saying that it's hard to find healthy food in China. Yeah. Um, Part of me agree with that, but part of me also think it's it comes from a lack of information about what are the foods that they need, they, they need to eat. So I would say um, you don't necessarily have to fear the food. You just need to build better awareness around what you really need to eat, right? Like, for example, if somebody goes to some restaurant where they eat fried stuff uh, with a lot of oil, Okay, cool. You're going to eat that. But at the same time, you can maybe order, and this is something that we can do in a restaurant. You can ask them to actually boil some veggies for you. You can ask them to actually cook some uh, extra eggs for you, some extra meat for you without the, without the, the oil. You can ask those kind of those things. But mainly it comes from a lack of information regarding what somebody is supposed to eat because um, it, it's really easy to actually find healthy food. Uh, mostly if you're willing to invest in it and if you're willing to cook, right? Um, like, for example, um, a, a typical healthy, quote-unquote healthy, eating day in uh, my life at the moment would be eggs in the morning, oats, milk, uh, sometimes no, no milk because I don't really like the sweet taste. Then for lunch, I would have rice, I would have some broccoli, I would have some chicken or some tuna. Um, and then at, uh, at dinner, I would have like steak, I would have uh, asparagus, veggies and stuff like that. And when you think of it, these are not things are, that are actually hard to find. Like you can go to the grocery shopping and find chicken. Chicken might be the most cheapest thing ever at the grocery, uh, at the market. Chicken uh, breasts, not necessarily chicken legs, but you can find those. You can find veggies and you can find rice. So I would say when someone tells me that it's hard to find healthy food, I think the real problem is that the person does not actually know what healthy food is. I think mm -hmm. the person just looks at the, you know, the why am I like ordering all the junk food? And they think that that's all that China has to offer. That's all that they can find in China. But you just need to go to the supermarket and there's actually tons of nice things out there. You can go to the restaurant and at the restaurant, um, there are restaurants that pay attention to what they cook. There are restaurants that cook healthy stuff, right? Um, so that's also one thing to consider. Sometimes uh, one thing I find also is that sometimes people just make the excuse. They just kind of like look for something to blame as for, yeah, I'm in China. I cannot eat healthy. <laughs> uh, nope. Some people live in China, but they are fit as hell. So 
that's not exactly true. Um, the, yes, there is a high rate of obesity, obviously, but there's also a population that is just fit and healthy. So that means that it's actually doable. But again, you just need the proper information, the proper resource, as well as also some some sort some sort of dose of discipline, right? Because um, let's be honest, it's always going to be easier to order something out of our mate one app rather than making the time to go to the kitchen. So it's also, discipline is also an important factor in there. Um, so I would say that's it, three things. You need to just practice better what you want, what you need to eat, learn those things, and you also need to uh, kind of know the resource that you have. Do you think you can get that healthy food at the supermarket, at the grocery shopping, at the restaurants? Because there's all this option everywhere. And then third thing is to just practice some discipline. Tell yourself that if you want to feel better, you're going to have to eat better too. Okay. Um, um, one last question about the fitness thing. It's a pastoral question. Is If someone may not really want to be active in the gym, but may opt for walking, let's say like mm -hmm. about 5,000, 10,000 steps, a day would it be as effective as working I, out i love that question so when you when you look at losing weight okay there's a formula right the formula is you need to look for ways to decrease the amount of food that you take and you need to look for ways to increase the amount of energy that you spend right that's all this does not mean cut down your carbs do intermittent fasting or do 10 hours of cardio, it just means eat less, move more. So there's different ways. When you look at uh, how it's scientifically explained, the ways in which our body burns energy, um, our body burns a lot of energy first just by the fact of maintaining everything alive. And then after that, our body burns energy through digestion. The fact of digesting food, processing that food, and kind of making good use of that food uses a lot of energy. And then there's two other things that uh, we got control on. The first way through which our body burns energy is what we call non-activity exercise. And the second way is uh, activity exercise, like something like that. Um, it, it's very sciencey, but I'm just trying to make it super simple here, right? So um, two ways, which means that yes, if you want to spend and burn some calories, you can definitely go for the workout because that's going to be a way for you to spend some calories. But if you don't want to actually go to the gym, you can also just try to like walk more. So and this is actually cool because whenever I start with someone in my coaching program, I just give them a step goal. I don't rush to go to get them to the gym because sometimes uh, it's kind of there's levels to the gym. Like you need to like really have some sort of sorry foundations in order for you to like really go there and lift those weights. So Walking can definitely work. Um, now, if we look at things from a more sp specific outcome, right? The fact of working out, pushing the weights kind of increases more kind of uh, stimulation inside your body. It makes you build muscle. It makes you increase the rate at which your body burns calories. It makes you feel good. You know, again, going back to the whole well-being thing, that's what working out do, right? While walking just burns calories, so pros and cons, right? But this does not mean that working out is the only way. If really you're limited in terms of 
resource, if you're limited in terms of time or motivation, then working out can kind of take a step back and you can definitely capitalize on just walking, get a high step count and just see uh, what happens because it's uh, you just need to move, really. You just need to look for those ways to burn calories. So I would say if the person does not want to go to the gym, I might, I might insist a little bit to give them more context on how the gym can be helpful. But if really it's a non-negotiable, if it's really not an option, then that's cool too. You can just like look for ways to get active. You can walk, you can go for bicycle rides, you can uh, you can run, maybe jogging would be more, would be better. You can do anything, just get smooth, just get moving. The most important thing is to just get moving, really. And then the diet, of course. Okay, okay. Um, my final question to you would be, um, what advice would you give to the youth um, about their fitness and nutrition? Well, I would say do not wait until you start to have joint pains or health problems or all kinds of uh, issues before you decide to get your health and take control of it. I think the mistake that we all make is we have this whole YOLO mindset as for how, yes, I'll party, I'll eat all the McDonald's, I don't give a shit about health and the gym, etc. I can always do it later. But I think that's wrong because when you're in your youth, uh, like when you're in that youth, you got such a great leverage as well as uh, momentum because that's when your body is going to really react and respond fast to whatever you try to do to it um mostly for us men like uh between 15 and 40 years old i think that's when our levels of testosterone are super high up here which means you gotta take advantage of this right you want to already build a strong body as soon as you can so that when you get older all you got to do is to maintain and you'll be safe from any sort of joint pains, any kind of diseases. You want to already start to take better care of your health in terms of diet. Eat the right thing now so that when you grow older, you won't have issues such as diabetes. You won't have issues such as such as uh, heart, heart disease. You won't risk a stroke just by smoking one cigarette because it, it's serious, right? Like if we, we need to just look at things from a very long-term perspective and understand that, okay, cool. You want to go party, right? You're going to party today, get drunk, and then you're going to feel better tomorrow. But then you want to keep doing that. And we never really realize how much those things affect us on the long term because everything comes and fire by, fire, fire, fires back to us. So we just need to think of that. Like, do not wait to see problem appearing on your body or in terms of mental health for you to finally get ready and wake up to the fact that you need to take better care of yourself. You need to already make your health a priority. You need to already work kind of like do some sport eat the right food so that your future self will thank you for it right like when you do the food the diet and the workouts now in 10 years you are going to be way much more fitter than many people in a room where you'll be you'll be walking and that's a great asset to have you'll be unique right so thinking along i think that's what i always have to say you need to think along and understand that you're not just going to live today. You're going to live tomorrow. You're going to live next week, next month, 
next decade, are you going to ensure that the person you are in the next decade is, is a person that you're going to be proud of or a person that you're going to be ashamed of? Because either way, either you'll be proud or ashamed of this person, the reality is that it's your choices that have gotten this person to be who they are. So going back to the person that you are today, ask you those questions and just tell yourself, okay, do I need to, do I want to ensure that I'll still be alive to run around with my kids, right? It's uh, all about that long-term mindset. So I would say, yeah, take care of yourself, folks. Um, don't uh, let, and mostly if you are a student here in China, ooh, Laugh as a student is nice, man. Uh, <laughs> partying, you know, like all you worry about is studying. But um, don't get too caught up in that. You need to also know that adulting is waiting for you. So you always need to like have this mindset where you get ready for adulting. Yeah, also, okay. that's what I have to tell the youth. I feel old saying youth. <laughs> Okay, uh, Christian, it has been nice hosting you. It has really been informative, and we will be glad to call you back. Yeah, man, thank you for having me today. Uh, anytime, let me know. I'll be happy to get back on the podcast and drop some anything that could be valuable to anybody else. And also, thanks to anyone listening to this. It was great coming on the podcast today. <laughs>